Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.34 in Edmonton. My apologies for some of the technical challenges uh, we're having to do uh, today. We've got a a minor technical glitch, which does not allow us to use the normal app that we uh, deploy. So we're going old school here. Uh, Bob Stopper with you on Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers Now sent you. And you know what? Uh, If you're really lucky, you might be able to do Valentine's Day dinner tonight at Ruth's, but my guess is it's pretty much close to uh, pack. All right, we're going to go to our Oilers now headliner for touchback safety from fall protection to forklift training. Trust the experts at touchbacksafety.com. Your safety is their goal. Four, Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. He is back from Vancouver where he was part of a big night for the Sedins, uh, the two men that he personally orchestrated to get to play the Vancouver Canucks, longtime NHL uh, executive, and now with NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. He fast uh, has become, over the last year plus, one of the favorite guests on this show, Brian Burke. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. How was Vancouver? Oh, they did a marvelous job. It was great. I mean, those kids are special kids and special players, and uh, it was it was really well done. They had the right people there, and the speeches were good. The pace of the event was good. It was, I really enjoyed it. Plus, you know what it's like? You get to a thing like that, you get to catch up with all your buddies, like Naz, Naslin and Dave Nolis, Mark Crawford, Matthias Olin, the twins. You know, it was great. Ryan Kessler, it was fantastic. You know, it's funny you mention that because uh, during the Battle of Alberta, you know, there's Milan Lucic and Cam Talbot and Tobias Reader, and I know Derek Ryan from before. And Tobias came right off the practice ice, and I was in the room and getting ready to interview Milan and hugged me with his, like, hey, and I was kind of like the guy. I'm like, I guess I had more of an impact in that one year than I thought. But, uh, you know, and when you're on, and we're on the periphery of it, Ryan. We're on the periphery as broadcasters. You. Yeah orchestrated and made that happen and helped give the Vancouver Canucks 
the two best players in the history, with all due respect to Trevor Linden and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe Stan Smeal back in the day and Pavel Bure, uh, the Sedins were Canucks from the start till the end of their career. The most successful run that organization had. The Sedins were league MVP candidates. It must have been incredibly bittersweet for you personally. Well, it was, yeah. I mean, in the sense that, first off, um, I don't like talking about them without mentioning two people who truly deserve the credit for the Sedins. And one is Thomas Gordin, who was our Swedish scout that discovered them. He believed in them long before I did. And two is Mark Crawford, who turned them into players. And there's no question they would have got there on their own, but he was really good with them, really positive, hard on them, but positive. And so you go back, and, yeah, the great careers, great players, great uh, made the team competitive for the better part of two decades. Um, but I think the thing they'll be remembered for equally is their community service. These guys are unbelievable what they've done in the city of Vancouver, and they're staying. Most heroes go home. These kids are staying in Vancouver, which is just a bonus. So they, you could tell that that reception. There were 400 people, 350 to 400 people, that came to the, that ceremony from Sweden. Like friends and admirers of the Sedins flew from Sweden to Vancouver to go to their number retirement. Like it's unbelievable the impact they had on the community and the kids. So it was really cool to be a part of it. The Canucks did a great job with it. It was awesome. There are people out there that want everybody to know about what they do off the ice or away from their work form if they're in the public eye and want everybody to know that they, you know, they're involved in charitable organizations. Uh, the Canucks have one very specific one, which is tied to Francesco Acolini, uh, which would touch somebody like Elliot and touch somebody like me. And uh, they never... You can correct me if I'm wrong here, Brian. There are, there are times that they went down to a children's hospital. They didn't even tell our own web team. They just went and visited them on game days, and they did things without ever wanting any public recognition for that sort of thing. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Well, that happened a lot. Um, these, these kids, they gave a million and a half dollars to children's hospital cash, not some phantom gift like some players take credit for a gift and then it turns out they just pledged to help raise the money they wrote a check for a million and a half and children's they wanted it to be anonymous and children's hospital in bc said this will you know the the multiplier effect this will have if people know you wrote that check we will you know derive way more benefit from it if it's public if the public knows it was you so that's the only reason their name was on the gift like, I, I was only there for, so I drafted the Twins. They went back for a year. So they came over uh, in the 2000-2001 season. And I was only there for the first three years. I got hoofed after that. So I didn't get to see their productive years. Um, but you could see even early on how hard they worked, how determined they were, and what great kids they were. And they were, we all knew we were going to get there. But then the bastards just tormented me after that. After I left Vancouver, <laughs> every team I was with, Vancouver, I come back in there with Calgary or Anaheim or Toronto. I remember one night in Toronto, they got seven points against us. And I went to them afterward. I said, why are you doing this to me? I brought you here. So I, I got to watch them on the wrong end of it when they had their most productive years. 
all the hardware they won, all the trophies. Uh, they did everything but win a cup, and they came within one game of that. Great, great kids, great legacy. And again, they're staying. Most of the Swedes go home. These kids are staying. Yeah, no, I, you know, and I think of the guy. I know I, when they were, when they announced their, this was going to be their final game, I was on actually with the TSN affiliate in Vancouver because a tweet because to me, you know, I I always was, admired Timo Solani, who you had in Anaheim. You know, he always gave. He was always so gracious with his time. Sergei Fedorov was like that. Uh, Shane Doan was like that. And you know, when you're just a regular radio schmuck. You know, and there's lots of us in Western Canada that talk hockey, and to have guys like the Sedins be like a be like a donor, be like a Salani, be so giving with their time, and not to not like to, to give really thought provoking answers and to be patient, because sometimes for some you know younger guys it's intimidating when you're going in there interviewing you know some of the best players in the world. They had that aspect down too, and it was just it was natural for them, wasn't it? Yeah, they the, the the Swedes as a group are very thoughtful, polite people. So you ask them a question, and there's always a thoughtful pause. And you think the first few times it happens, you think they're battling with the language, but it's just a thoughtful pause. I want to give a truthful and thoughtful answer. So you say, um, I, I said this before, your worst nightmare would be go fishing with the Sedins. Because you say to them, hey, Danny, how's it going? Thoughtful pause. Good. How are your parents? Thoughtful pause. Good. Like, I'm running out of questions here, kid. <laughs> so, so you have to ask indirect questions. You know, what's your favorite this and that? So you can get them to talk. And then as they got less shy, they would talk yeah. more. But initially, it was it was painful to try to get them to talk initially. And their English was fine. They just were shy kids and thoughtful kids. How are you received? How was it for you personally? I mean, you're you're kind of a bigger than life personality yourself. Right now, I mean, I'm thinking. I, I know for our show, the impact that you made on you know by having you do the show once a week. Our listeners have gone from you know a lot of them because you worked in Calgary and Vancouver and Anaheim and, and Toronto, which and you know the feeling of Western Canadians sometimes with how overbearing Toronto can be. The initial thought might have been, oh, Brian, but but what's happened here is you've won them over. But how were you in Vancouver, a market where you used to be the GM there? Uh, well, I was warmly received. First off, I think everyone realizes who, who engineered that deal. So that was part of it. But also, <laughs> I, I think people were very warm. I was warmly received because the team got better every year when I was there. So first time under Pac Quinn, you know, for, people forget I had two tours of duty there. So I was there 87 and 92, and the team got better and better. And then I was there from a disaster in 98 to 2004 with 100-point teams, West Coast Express, Twins. You know, so when I was not, my contract was not renewed in 04. That was not a popular decision in the marketplace. People thought I knew what I was doing and was getting the team to where they wanted to go. So I got a, I got a really nice reception, which was touching. I'm very grateful for that. But every time I've been back in Vancouver since I left, people have been wonderful. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome stuff. And in terms of the purposes of Albertans, you know, I think the one thing, the one common thread, just, you know, Brian, the, the, the common thread is Brian speaks the language that is spoken in Alberta by true Albertans, which is direct, honest, and non-politicized. And uh, I think they're very appreciative of it, regardless of what you're, and they know you work hard, which is the other thing, which comes with the territory. Yeah. So well, I'll, 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 tell you, I'll tell you a story. So I built the hunting, thank you for that, Bob. 
Yeah. Uh, I built a hunting property in Olds, just east of Olds. And so we're in Alberta. So I got a, an electrician out there to run the power of the place. I got a grader who's going to do the driveway, and then I got a guy who's going to build the, the garage or the shop. And the guy says it'll be $50,000 if the soil's not too soft, but I don't like the soil. The, the topsoil is nine feet deep there. And he said, I probably have to truck in some gravel, like five truckloads. So he said, it'll either be 50000 or 60000 So I'm like, okay, you want, you want a deposit? No. You want me to sign something? No. It's Alberta. Handshake. Do you think I'd do that other parts of Canada, make a $60,000 deal on a handshake with two guys who I absolutely trusted? No. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, it's a little different here. It's not always a bad thing. All right. So you had that great event. There are some things to talk about the league. You've been in the role of the disciplinarian. I'm sure you would have seen by now the Zach Cassian skate incident last night. We can all debate the merits of, you know, Chara cross-checked Gallagher the other night. Gallagher didn't go down, and they actually called coincidental minors on the play. And to me, that's like that was kind of a dangerous play by Zidane Chara. But whatever. No harm, no foul. That is not the case, Brian, when it comes to skate incidents, is it? No, he's getting something. Obviously, they called an in-person hearing, but uh, so they're looking at five and up. Um, and he was just in there. And, and, and the difficulty, if you look at the other kicking suspensions, the difficulty is to say, well, that one was 30, that one was eight. But there was all based in large part on whether they were repeat offenders or not, which Zach is and was in very recently, which they generally don't like. They don't like to see repeat customers uh, on a short-term basis. So he's going to get something. I I feel it's being exaggerated. I, I think, okay, so let's start at the very beginning. Kicking, there's no place for in our game. It's not a hockey play. It's inherently dangerous. No kicking. Everyone right. who kicks someone should get something. No kicking. Everyone who kicks someone should get something. It's like biting. Okay, so I didn't bite you hard. Yeah, you bit me. So you're getting something for that. We don't want biting. We don't want spitting. So he's going to get something. The issue is how dangerous was the play. And where I'm splitting with some of the people I've heard discussing this are frantically saying he's got to get the rest of the season or 20 games. I don't think this play was that dangerous. I don't like it. It could have been more serious. If if Chernick had pushed his skates up with his hands somehow, could have been yeah. face or throat. But it wasn't. And he got him right in the logo on a protected area. A player has shoulder pads. The front part of the shoulder pads covers the chest. This player had protection where it happened. The blow wasn't that hard. It didn't even move the player's head. So to me, it was a reaction, a stupid reaction, a regrettable reaction, but a reaction. Not premeditated, not vicious. And I'm hoping they give him the lowest number. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. They can give him that reflects the two things. One, no kicking, and two, no, no repeat business. So there you go. So obviously, I'm with you. And for me, the frustration is this guy is now an important part of this team. They need him. And especially when, you know, like when they play the Flames, uh, Brian, on the 28th, the owner's top line for that game was McDavid, Neal, and Cassian. And they had Nygaard on their third line. And their three fastest forwards up front are McDavid, Nygaard, and Cassian. And the Oilers now have a perk. Like, his timing couldn't have been worse. And, it, and I'm serious about this. I almost wonder, does Zach realize, <laughs> is it just he's so intense in the spirit of the moment of the game that he, he hasn't realized how important of a piece he's come to this group? Because he is that important. Well, you remember, yeah, he is that important. And does he realize that, yes, in calm moments, but remember Nazem Kadri getting suspended in the playoffs against yes. the Bruins. People don't realize the adrenaline level you need to play like Zach Cassian plays. You're not rational and thoughtful and say, okay, I'm on the ground. Chernak's pinning me down. I can't kick him because I'm too important to this team. You're like, get off me. And you, yeah. make, rea- you make reactions. They're not wise calculated decisions their reactions and you make bad ones sometimes we've all done it we've all done something on a hockey rink we'd like that this one yes it's unfortunate again i hope he ends up on the low end of the spectrum because this you know i say i'm hearing people say she get the rest of the year and i'm like what for this so i'm hoping it's five or six games that's what i'm hoping uh they may be making a statement here make it bigger but uh, certainly, Zach, on that moment, lying on the ice, is not thinking about his value to the team. He's and nor should he be. He's worried about winning that game. He's reacting, yeah. and so yeah, it's unfortunate, and it is going to hurt their team because he's a good player. But these guys that play with adrenaline have to play with adrenaline, and it means they cross the, the yellow line once in a while. Well, you know, you mentioned Azam Kadri. I'm going to stand by this statement. It is my belief that if he does not get kicked out of that series against Boston. I believe that Mike Babcock would still be the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I believe they would have beaten the Boston Bruins. Okay, I think I, I think you're right. You know, and uh, who knows? Everybody can say, "Well, they wouldn't have gotten out of the next." You don't know that. You know, and sometimes it's just matchups. Uh, speaking of that, the Oilers just played Tampa Bay. Now, Edmonton did not have McDavid. We've established no deal, no Nygaard, uh, you know, but the Tampa Bay Lightning did not have Kucherov, Stamkos, and Anthony Sorelli, who, as you know, is a hell of a player, uh, really emerged here this season, nor did they have McDonough on defense. I'm looking at that team right now, and they played differently, Brian, than they did last year when they were up on the Oilers. They nursed that game home. They managed that game. They played with poise and professionalism. In your opinion, do they look like it? And they've got a little bit more size. They're a younger defense that are bigger, have emerged a bit here. You know, Sergeyev's a different guy this year than he was last year. In your opinion, are they a different-looking club right now than they were last year heading into the playoffs? Yes, but I picked them to, fi- to finish first in the East anyway last year. And then everything came too easy for them. And then when they had their first adversity, they folded like a cheap camp stool. And they clearly have a more playoff mentality in mind, clearly have a more business-like mentality in mind, which is, yeah, we got to win regular season games. We've got to play a certain way. And I like their young players. They bring grit and they bring speed. And they're all of a sudden a different team, harder to play against. I think they're the best team in the East. 
They have not played like the best team in the East because you, you know what it's like, Bob. You get all these idiots that write your letters and say, you said they're the best team in the East. I said they're the best team in the East on paper. I don't think they've played like the best team in the East, but they sure are now. And despite the, the personnel losses, they are the best team in the East for me when they're playing like they're playing well. Boston has been fantastic, and I love Washington. But these guys, if you look at on paper, again, you put 20 GMs in a room and say, all right, who's the best team? Of these teams, on paper, who's the best team? For me, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning in the East. The West, for me, it's St. Louis. Um, there's some Colorado, if I trusted their goaltending more. Like even last night, Colorado blew a 2 nothing lead and lost that game. I don't trust their goaltending. I like everything else about their team. Love St. Louis. And I think Dallas. I watched Dallas take take the Leafs apart last night. And uh, I like Dallas. So those are the teams for me in the East and the West. We're going to conclude our conversation today, Brian, talking about St. Louis. Larry Robinson suggested that uh, Craig Berube paired Jay Bowmeister with uh, Colton Pareko. Um Jay Bowmeister, as you know, is from Edmonton. His father, uh, Dan, coached at the University of Alberta, both with the Pandas and then later at the Golden Bears when I was the SID at the school. Uh, Jay was a phenom, uh, you know, won the Brick Tournament when he was like 10 or 11 years of age, first pick in the WHL Bantam Draft. He's had an unbelievable NHL career. He was also quite lucky, wasn't he? Uh, as, yes. as, as bad as what happened to him, and he may never play again. I mean, he got an ICD procedure, and the general recommendation is no contact sports after that. But it shows you, of, if, you if that's ever to happen to a guy with a heart situation, is that not the best place for it to happen? Yeah, and, and obviously, I don't know Jay well. I just know him to say hi to, but he's been a quality planner in the league, long-time Calgary Flame. Quality player in the league, good person, Stanley Cup champion, and you hope he's okay to enjoy the rest of his life. Forget whether hockey happens again for him or not. That's another matter. That's a, And at this point, when you see something like that happen, whether the guy plays again or not, it's like the third or fourth thing you're worried about. First, you want him to make it, and two, you want him to have a good, normal life afterwards. And right. It sounds like that's going to be the case. So good luck to Jay. Uh, but that was a horrible thing. But like you're right, Bob. I said this earlier today on TV. If you're going to have an episode like this, a cardiac episode or T.J. Brody fainting episode, the best place to have it is in an NHL rink because the NHL has mandated such high safety standards. The doctors sit right behind the bench. It's like if a guy collapses on the bench like Jay did, they are down there in about four seconds. And that's no accident. They, they were put behind the bench for a purpose. There's two ambulances every game. The athletic therapists have emergency medical training. There's EMTs everywhere. There's equipment. So, yeah, that, thank God when, if we're going to have athletes have these episodes, please have them in the arenas because we can take care of it best there. Do you remember the one Brian Marchman had? Yeah. Uh, when, and his head hit the you know, gate, got opened up, and the doctor, yeah. that, uh, my understanding, the doctor that helped save him, that that would happen in high school football in Texas, and they couldn't get there. In those situations, yeah. to assist in that process. So it really is all about perspective. Brian, congratulations again on your involvement uh, with the Sedins in that day, and we look forward to getting you back to, to next Thursday. The Oilers will be back from their toughest road trip of the year. Uh, we love having you on the show. Okay, thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. It's 12.55 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. I do want to mention 
This summer, you can join 630 Chad's Jalen Nye on a fabulous tour to Iceland and Ireland with New West Travel. You'll explore the colors, culture, history, and magnificent coastal villages of Iceland and Ireland. Your trip includes 11 nights in first-class hotels, fantastic guided tours, and fabulous food for the reservations and for tickets to the February 22nd travel seminar in this glorious getaway called New West Traveler. Go online at newwesttravel.com. All right, we merged two sessions there. And I would love having Brian on the show. Thank you for everybody for providing positive feedback for Brian's appearances here uh, once a week. Mark Specker is coming up, Sportsnet Spec for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. We will we'll head off at this time for a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.